Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Yo, what is up, Akuo? I'm so glad you are joining us. If you're new, my name is Abel, and I'm the worship leader here at Akuo Church. And I just want to personally welcome you all to the community. Whether you're watching on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube, or listening to the podcast, it doesn't matter. You are always welcome here at Akuo. Whether you're a Bible scholar or have no idea what to think about all this God stuff, I truly believe that it is not a coincidence that you are here right now. I know God can and will meet you exactly where you are at. So before we begin, let me pray for us real fast. Lord, thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together before you. I ask that you speak to all of us today in a way only you can. Take all what I'm about to say and make them your words and not mine. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, all right. It is such a pleasure to be here. And being that we just celebrated Thanksgiving, I want to show some honor where honor is due and give thanks and appreciation to our senior pastor, Humby, who has been the most incredible leader that I could have ever asked to be on a team with. Really, man, thank you so much for all you do and for putting up with uh, such a weird and crazy dude like me. Uh, I would not be here <laughs> if you weren't equally as crazy and if you always didn't place your God, your trust in God the way that you do. But trust me, guys, giving me control over anything will definitely test your trust in God a lot. Now, I'm hoping you all enjoyed your Thanksgiving. And if you're anything like me, you had to bust out the stretchy pants for the special occasion, which I may or may not still be wearing right now. That's actually why we shoot, you know, from the waist up. Because stretchy pants allow me to live my life by the word of God where he says in verse 316, not John 316, no, 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 not, not for God so love the word, Leviticus 316. He says, all the fat belongs to the Lord. If that didn't make you laugh, man, I, I don't care what you say. That's funny. That joke was anointed. But regardless of whether you chuckled or shook your head at me right now, I know that it's nothing short of an act of God that you are here. In the season that we are currently in, where we are online for the time being, every single one of us has an infinite amount of things we could be watching or listening to right now. You clicking on the link to be here instead of the one to go early Cyber Monday shopping is proof enough to me that God still does miracles. That little blue link, no matter where you found it or who shared it with you, brought you here because I can guarantee that absolutely none of you went to the top of your browser and typed in https colon slash slash www facebook instagram youtube akua whatever it is dot com slash watch equal sign dollar sign question mark my, my my point is links take you to places you didn't know how to get to before you clicked on a link to get here you didn't type the exact address you click on a link to watch that YouTube video about how to save the turkey that you swore you knew how to cook. Then you click on another YouTube link for the video that's only two minutes long instead of 20 because you're in a rush. You click on a link to get that, to that specific place on a website that has all the sales for the stuff you don't need. Guys, you don't need it. You take links to get to where you need to go to because that's what they're supposed to do. And in the same way, we 
are all links as well. We are links to Christ. When people are Googling and searching for the answer to their issues, to why they're hurting, for help with their problems, we need to be that top link that takes them straight to Jesus. So why is this so important? Well, it's actually the entire reason we exist. Here at Akua, we exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and with one another. We believe that God has created us in such a way that in order to live our best life possible, the life that God desires for us to live, we need to be in close, intimate community with Him and with the people who have been created in His image. This Learn the Link series is not only about learning how we can link to our community, but also about learning how in doing so, it allows us to link our community to Jesus. This is what we are called to do, to be in and to bring into community. Trust me, even as a hardcore introvert, I can fully recognize the importance of having people around you that will encourage you and point you to Jesus every single step of your life. If you're still a bit skeptical about all of this, just think about this. If there is ever anyone who could have done life apart from being in a community, it'd be Jesus. Surely Jesus of all people could choose and succeed in doing that. If he spent 40 days and 40 nights alone without food or water, I'm pretty sure he could have had no issue living the rest of his life just he and God. Not like the rest of us who lose our minds when the Wi-Fi goes down or when the phone runs out on our battery. You see, instead of doing all this on his own, Jesus left his throne in heaven, surrounded himself with broken people, 12 who'd be his closest community, and chose to do life with them. In that he not only showed us that life to the full is with him, but he also showed us that he wants to give us that life. We need to be both in community and be a community that will link people to Jesus when someone cannot get to him. So let's dive into some scripture that I think is a great example of being in a community that links. But first, let me give you some background. Jesus had just begun his ministry and was already performing miracle after miracle. Just like Damaris taught us last week, he had just turned water into wine. He had already started healing all kinds of illnesses and casting out evil spirits. At this point of his life, this is pretty much the start of what historians will call the rock star Jesus phase. You see, the chisme surrounding Jesus and his miracles had spread absolutely everywhere. And Jesus had a hard time not getting attention. The scriptures even explicitly tell us that Jesus couldn't enter a town anywhere. He had to stay out in the secluded places. But still, chisme finds a way. People would find out and large crowds would gather around him anyways. So it's no wonder that that's exactly what happened when Jesus entered the town of Capernaum, which functioned sort of like his home base for he and his ministry. With that, let's go ahead and dive into Mark chapter 2. When Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room, even outside the door. While he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. 
Jeez, there's so much going on in these five verses that I need you to take a moment and imagine the scene with me for a little bit because with this particular piece of scripture being like a few sentences, it's really easy for it to, you know, breeze over our heads and for us to not really grasp the true fullness of it. Jesus comes into town, probably, you know, wearing some shades and a hat, trying to lay low, and his boys are watching out for him since at this point in his ministry, harnessing so much attention probably wasn't a good thing as it could potentially cause some trouble between them and the Roman Empire who controlled the land. So he goes into a small house, but he ends up being found out. This just so happens to cover exactly what we've been talking about in our entire series here at Akuo so far. Check it out. There were four friends who listened to this chisme about Jesus, and they loved their friend so much that they decided to lead him over to where Jesus was in order to link him to the one who could help him. These four men are definitely great examples for Akuo's community. But even with all that, it still leaves us with a huge question. And I know it's scripture and people probably tell you it's not good to question scripture. But here's the thing, y'all. The scripture tells us that these four guys got to the roof, but not how they got to the roof. Actually, no, that, that, that's wrong. Cut that. It doesn't even tell us that. It actually skips that whole part. It says that they couldn't bring him to Jesus, so they dug a hole in the roof. They couldn't get in the front door, so obviously the next logical choice is to destroy the roof, right? If you're not backing up here and questioning the logic happening, you're not really reading because that escalated super fast, pun intended. But it's so easy to glance over this and get right down to the miracle, which I promise we'll get there. But let's not miss the beauty of everything that happened to get here. The story of the four friends who decided that they would be the link that would take their friend over to where Jesus was because he couldn't get there to himself. There's beauty in that because links take you to places you can't get to easily. Now, let's imagine this paralyzed man's life. We don't know the level of his condition. It doesn't tell us. We don't know if it was just his legs, maybe the chest down, maybe the neck down. We don't know. But I think it's safe to assume that his life probably wasn't filled with excitement and a sense of purpose. He can't go anywhere, can't do anything, always feeling trapped. Not just physically, but emotionally, and most likely also spiritually. You see, back in that time period, many illnesses like paralysis were seen as a direct punishment from God for your sin. So this man not only faced the harsh reality that he could not do many things on his own, but was also probably shunned and he himself blamed for this illness. He either believed that God despised him for his sins and wanted nothing to do with him, just like the religious elite want nothing to do with him, or chose not to believe in a God who would do such a thing to him. Whatever the case was, he couldn't get to Jesus by himself. But for all he was lacking, here's the one thing he did have. There was four people around him that couldn't care any less about what the world said and thought about him. These four friends heard the chisme, and armed only with that chisme and their faith, they formed the link that would carry a paralyzed outcast over to a God who wanted to do community with him, unlike the religious elite. Akuo, if we're gonna learn how to link, we're gonna to have to be a community that is so full of faith in our God and his promises for everyone, that it will be able to carry those who cannot stand on their own faith. And trust me, 
These four guys had to be full of faith. I don't know if you've ever helped anyone move before, but here's a pro tip. Ask how much you should expect the altitude to change. Now, pro pro tip, ask exactly what they're going to be moving. Because next thing you know, you're going to be stuck sweating your butt off in the middle of a Texas summer moving a couch that could probably seat like eight people up to the top floor of an apartment complex because you didn't bother asking your buddy for details. In short, helping a friend of mine move is no easy feat. Now imagine four guys here in the scripture. They literally, like literally, literally had to help their friend move. They had to place him on a mat to travel with him over to where Jesus was supposed to be. They didn't have a flying carpet like in Latin. There was no magic for them. There's only muscles. And if, it was, and if it was around the same time I helped my buddy move, temperatures in the region could easily hit three digits. You'd think they were in Texas. Nevertheless, they managed to carry him all the way over to where they expected Jesus to be teaching, only to find that it was completely packed. No way in. The scripture tells us that the house was in fact so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. Even outside the door. Think about it, even where there's not a room, there's no room. That, that doesn't make any sense, but whatever, we'll, we'll go with it. These four men carried the man here. And having carried him all the way over here, I highly doubt they did not put a good amount of effort trying to get into the house. I can guarantee they asked, then they pushed, then they shoved, only for the crowd to look back at these four guys see them carrying someone on a mat, and then proceed to turn around so they wouldn't miss anything Rockstar Jesus was gonna do next. This right here was a crucial moment for the group. The conversation amongst the five men could have gone one of two ways. When they couldn't get in, they could have said, dude, we're sorry, but there's no way we can get in there. We, we, we tried. We'll be able to catch him next time, maybe. But instead, it probably went like this, with the first guy coming to the obviously logical conclusion of, how about we get on the roof? I can imagine everyone, including the paralyzed man, looked at him and said, what? But then the second guy, I assume, would remark, yeah, but what good would that do, genius? Jesus isn't on the roof, bro. I know, I know, I know. But what if we ripped the roof off? At this point, the paralyzed man was probably like, guys, 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 chill. I'm paralyzed, I'm not dead. If one of y'all drops me, oh my gosh, you're gonna end up on this mat with me. But luckily for him, the scripture tells us that they made it to where they had to get to, just like my friend's couch made it. And similar to my moving story, the friend I was helping didn't want us to drop the couch off the top floor. But also, similar to this story, like me, I'm sure these guys were not expecting to carry something so heavy up so high. I don't think they had the foresight to bring a ladder, some rope. We don't know whether there were stairs or whether they engineered, you know, like some crane system. I don't know. All we are told is that in order for them to link to Jesus, their faith had to take them up a floor. They had to carry their friend to the next level, which brings me to our big idea for today. The thing I want you to remember when you walk away from this message is this. Linking faith is next level faith. Linking faith is next level faith. You see, it was the faith of these friends that carried the paralyzed man 
up to the next level. This man could not stand by his own strength, so the community gathered around him to be the link that would carry him and his burdens over to the one who he truly needed. He was lifted up by the faith of others to a place he couldn't reach on his own. And this is what we need to be here at Akuo, guys, a community full of linking faith, faith that will link, faith that is so convinced and believes so strongly in the message of Jesus that we will stop at nothing to bring people to the feet of our Savior. Because linking faith is a faith that carries people when they cannot carry themselves. So be a link to Jesus. Help carry others to Him. It only takes four people. And yes, when I say only four, I mean only four. Just like the attorney's phone number, that sweet meal deal you can get from Wendy's. It's only four. And we all have three other people that are willing to help us be that link. All it takes is you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So you got this. So I want everyone in the chat right now to type this down. Or if you're listening to the podcast or don't have access to the chat, just say this out loud. Say, I can link to Jesus. I can link to Jesus. You can be that link. So great, now, now that I got you to type that in, let's get into what linking faith looks like on that next level because it ain't always pretty. Mark 2.4, they couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above Jesus' head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. All right, everyone, do me a favor. Unless you're driving, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're not, go ahead, look up at your ceiling. Now imagine little by little, bits and pieces start falling from your ceiling. And as you're trying to watch this church service, that's exactly what everyone inside the house, including Jesus, experienced as they were having their own church service. These men, now on top of the roof, began to dig into that roof. Back in that day, the roofs of homes were usually constructed with light wooden beams that were then covered with branches and smoothed over with mud. But even though the word dig is used, it may not really be the best word to use here. Because just like getting on the roof, we can't assume that these men brought any tools that would be necessary to dig a hole. Well, anything other than their vast amount of faith. But faith doesn't exactly cut a clean square hole into a roof. No, no, no. Imagine this. As Jesus was pouring out all of his wisdom to the people, all of a sudden you hear footsteps from above you. Then dirt and mud start falling on everyone, and even Jesus is dodging the, the mud and branches holding up the roof. Then once the dust and the debris has settled, you see four faces of the men who just tore the roof off looking down at you, followed by that of a fifth man being lowered down on a mat right at Jesus' chanclas. After all that, what do you think their faces looked like? Were they happy, worried, excited, anxious? If anything, we know they're probably tired, but to Jesus, their faces looked a lot like those of faith. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. If you're thinking in your head right now, man, all that work and, and Jesus only forgave his sins? What a bummer, man. There's something that is important for us to remember as we read through this. Jesus likes to flip stuff upside down. Jesus' kingdom runs contrary to what the world says. In the kingdom of Jesus, the first shall be last, 
Those who try to save their life will lose it. When you are weak, you are strong. You see, Jesus doesn't see things the way we do. I mean, obviously, right? He's fully God after all. So when we see a paralyzed man, we see a man whose main issue is not being able to walk. But Jesus knew what this man's immediate need actually was. Instead of healing the physical damage, preventing him from experiencing this world, Jesus forgave the sins that kept him from experiencing the community with the God who loved him. For as Matthew 16, 26 tells us, what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? The four men having carried their friend on the shoulders of their own faith were the link that managed to bring their friend into community with Jesus. And that's huge. Guys, let's not become desensitized to this because one moment with Jesus can change someone's entire life. And Jesus wasn't quite done here just yet. Unlike the men whose faith allowed them to become links to Jesus, there were some other men whose lack of faith didn't result in pointing people to God. They were called teachers of religious law and they were not good links. I'm not sure if I've just had bad luck or whatever, but I've seen my, share, my fair share of funky looking links, guys. You, you know the ones I'm talking about, the links that you get in this email that you know you absolutely did not sign up for. But they can range from a sale that's actually super good to something about a foreign prince wanting to share his inheritance with you. And if you're anything like me, out of sheer curiosity and just for giggles, you open it up and you see this super sketch link that's like, a paragraph long, right? Am I the only one? There, there's like so many crazy symbols and characters on your screen. You think you're entering the matrix. I mean, the link itself literally looks like it could give you a disease. So bust out the hand sanitizer. But here's the thing, guys. The danger in these teachers in the scripture was that they appeared to be good links that would take you to God. But in reality, they actually pulled you away from him. These religious teachers and leaders did not have faith that would lead people to Jesus. It would lead people to laws and regulations that they believed would keep you right with God. Not only that, they openly criticized and questioned Jesus' authority to teach, let alone his authority to forgive sins. So let's continue reading. But some teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. Guys, I, I absolutely love this part because here we get to see just how gangsta Jesus really is. These leaders don't even say a word. The scripture reads that these leaders thought this to themselves. But Jesus reads their very thoughts and calls them out. Think about this. Usually when you have an, an imaginary fight, you end up winning. But Jesus is so gangsta, he beat these guys in a fight that they made in their own head. Jesus puts the smack down on them, and according to the Living Able translation, he goes, Hey bro, you, hey, come on up. 
Think I don't have the power to do this? You think it's harder to have this man walk than it is to forgive his sins? Well, let me show you that I have the authority to do both. Or smackdown. The thing about this is that when Jesus forgave the man's sins, he had actually already done both. Like we talked about earlier, this man's paralysis was seen as punishment for his sins. So when Jesus extended forgiveness to him, he was also healing him of the root cause of all sickness. Jesus had already performed a miracle, but the people did not have the eyes to see it. Akuo, when people are brought to Jesus and they are shown mercy and grace and forgiveness by a God that does not need to show any of us any of it, that is a miracle. That is actually the greatest thing anyone could ever witness. Jesus is linking faith here. His faith that connects people to him is way too next level for us. So in order for us to show a way, in order for us to see it in a way that our human brains can comprehend, Jesus performs another miracle. Jesus turns to the man and gives him three commands. Stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Up until this point, this man had already been carried by the faith of his community, a community of linking faith, a faith that carried him up to the next level in order to get him to the feet of Jesus. But now it was his turn. Jesus was now linking him to the God who wanted eternal community with him. And all he asked of him was to take his faith one level higher. This paralyzed man, maybe that's you. Maybe you're not physically paralyzed like this man, but maybe you're emotionally, maybe you're spiritually paralyzed. Maybe the circumstances of your past mistakes have defined you. You don't know how anyone, let alone God, could ever want to do life with you. Maybe the fear of the future has you frozen, causing you to drift further and further away from where you want to be. But no matter what the reason is, no matter the maybe, you ended up all the way here because you were carried by a community that believes there is a God that is calling you out right now. The paralyzed man could not stand when he got to Jesus. We don't know if he had ever even walked before. So when Jesus called him to stand up, he was asking that he take whatever faith he had, the faith that currently found him on the floor, and simply take it up to the next level. From the floor up to his feet. Jesus just asked that you believe in him when he says he has forgiven your sins, forgiven you of the condition that is keeping you from standing in eternal community with God. And if you want to make that choice right now, go ahead and pray something like this with me, along with the entire Akuo community, because here at Akuo, no one will ever pray alone. No one will ever be without a link that is ready to help carry them to Jesus. So let's pray this. Jesus, thank you for bringing me to this point. Thank you for extending grace and forgiveness to me. The best I know right now, I choose to believe in you. I choose to believe in you when you call me to stand up and do life with you. Thank you for everything. I love you and I praise you and we pray all these things in Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, I want you to know that God is so proud of you. He and all his angels are in heaven right now rejoicing at the decision that you just made. 
And here at Akuo, in order to be the best reflections of God we can be, we gotta throw a party too. So down in the chat, put in the best party emoji combo that you can, or you can even throw in a gif, you know, celebrating and throwing confetti fireworks for all those that just made that decision. Now, for those of us who are already believers, whether it's been for seven seconds or seven decades, let me walk you through the rest of Jesus's words because I believe they apply to all of us. Jesus gives this paralyzed man three orders. He tells him, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. Jesus heals him, and then he sends him home. But when Jesus sends this man home, he sent him home with two things. Firstly, a new faith that could carry him on his own. And secondly, the mat that people had used to carry him there. And the scripture ends by saying, and the man jumped up, grabbed his mat, and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. This man, no longer known by his paralysis, by his condition, was now armed with the two things that allowed his community to bring him to Jesus. The faith and the mat that were used to carry him to the God that wanted to know him. You see here, Jesus commanded him to go back home and to be a link to his community. Jesus made sure that the man took the experience he had when he was a lost, unforgiven man paralyzed by his sins so that he could use it as a tool to link with those who are in the same position he used to be in. We all have something that Jesus had freed us from or is freeing us from. And he doesn't want us to simply toss it away and ignore it. He wants us to use it. Just like he became a servant, born a human, in order to feel everything that we feel, in order to suffer how we suffer, Jesus did this in order to become our perfect link to God because he knows exactly what we've been through. And similarly, God has called you to stand up, pick up your mat, and go home to link with people as well. So let's pray that God can reveal this to us and help us be links to Jesus. Jesus, we, we, we thank you for this forgiveness. We thank you for using us in our brokenness in order for, to bring people over to you. Reveal to us the specific way that we can be used to advance your kingdom. Show us the way you want us to link to our community today and throughout the rest of our weeks. And just like the paralyzed man in scripture, we ask that by doing so, the people in our communities would all be filled with amazement and give you all the praise honor, and glory for it. We pray all these things in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. So thank you for tuning in and thank you for sticking around to the very end. So before I let you go, let me just share a few things that we have going on right now with you. Right now, we are in our season of linking. Next week, we are doing a double drive. We'll be collecting gifts for teenagers for the Christian Assistance Ministry Christmas store that Cam does every single year for families that are in need. Most years they get all kinds of gifts for babies and little kids, but not for teenagers. So what we want to do is bring new, still in the package, headphones, speakers, makeup, perfume, cologne, sports gear, Whataburger gift cards, you know, all the things that a teenager would really enjoy. Now we're also going to link to the senior citizens in the Akuo neighborhood by partnering with the with an organization called Jefferson Outreach. What they, are, what they are doing is creating gift baskets for seniors that are in our area to let them know that there are people that care and want to do life with them. 
those baskets, there will be coffee mugs, hot chocolate, and blankets. Cool Church is already going to pay for 150 coffee mugs, and we will buy enough hot cocoa packets to make sure at least everyone gets two cups of hot cocoa this season. Where we want you to help is by bringing us new throw blankets. You know, you know the kind that, that you get comfy on, on on the couch when Texas decides that winter is actually a thing here every once in a while? We'll be accepting these donations for both of these drives on December the 6th, next week, seven days from now, December the 6th, guys. Then, the last event in our season of Lincoln, we will be partnering with the San Antonio Food Bank on Friday, December 11th, from 7.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. That morning, we will be in the Alamo Dome parking lot, helping distribute food to San Antonio families that are in need this season. If you want to sign up to help out, the links will be in the chat and will be posted on our social media everywhere. Now let's get back to December 6th, next Sunday. On December 6th, one week from today, guys, mark your calendar. We will be having our first ever in-person service at 10 a.m. It will take place across the street from the church at the pavilion and park across the street. What we want for you to do is bring your own lawn chairs and bring your own blankets as we will be marking off spots in the grass for you and your family to be in. That way we can remain safe during the service. While you are here, we're gonna ask that you keep your masks on because with numbers starting to surge again, we just wanna make sure that we keep you guys as safe as possible. Understand that some of you might not feel comfortable being in a mask for that long, I get it. Masks aren't fun for anyone. If that's the case, we would love for you to join us for our online service happening at the exact same time. Either way, we're so excited to spend next Sunday with you. If you liked our services and you want to share it with anyone, you know, share, share that link. Be that link to Jesus. Or in case you missed any of the services we have done over the past few weeks, you can always go back and watch them on our YouTube channel. You can also catch our audio podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. While you are on any of these, I ask that you subscribe, you like, and you rate the sermons because by doing so, you will help us spread the cheese of God. Next, I want to talk to you about how we practice generosity here at Akuo. What we do is practice the biblical method of giving called tithing, which means giving a first fruit 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. We believe that when you trust God with anything in your life, there is a blessing. We are doing exactly that at Akuo. We are sharing resources with the community around us because with this holiday season upon us, we, we know times can get tough. If you need help with, with something, with, with a bill, with food, with anything, please reach out to us. We want to help you out. Allow us to be the community that can help you stand during tough times. So go to our website, akuo.church, A-K-O-U-O.church, and send us an email, or you can call or text us at 210-901-8785. Now, the way you can tithe here at Akuo Church is by going to our website, Akuo Church, and when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to tithe option. For, for that, all you have to do is text Akuo, A-K-O-U-O, the dollar amount you want to tithe to the number 77977. When you do this the first time, you'll have to sign up. But after that, tithing is as easy as sending a text message. Guys, that's my favorite way of giving. It's the best. 
But if you don't want to give electronically by any means, we also have our PO box available if you would like to send your tithe through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail your tithe to PO Box 100125, San Antonio, Texas 78201. Now, one last thing. Each Wednesday night, we have a Bible study through Zoom. I know Humby talks about this every single week, but that's why we exist, guys, to bring everyone into community. And we would love to see you there. The link for the meeting is posted up Tuesday, Wednesday, and is always on our social media. Okay, guys, that's all we have for you today. So let me pray for you one last time before you go. Father, we, we just come before you and we thank you. We welcome your spirits in our lives here with us through the screen. I ask that you bless everyone that is listening to the sound of my voice, the families that are represented, and I ask that you continue to reveal yourself to us. That you would encourage us to stand up and do life with you to be the links that will connect people to Jesus. So Father, we, we thank you for what you have done on the cross. and We praise and worship you for it. We pray all these things in your mighty name. Amen. That's it, Akuo. We'll see you on Wednesday at our Zoom group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O.church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.